0: Right, hello, welcome back, thanks for 70K, and we are hot on the trail of Trump going to jail, but we are listening to a John Mellencamp interview um, five months ago, John, oh no, 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 this is four months ago, John talks with CBS Mornings' Anthony Mason, Mason, or yeah, Mason, So, yeah, my name's Trista. I cover all the Pro-Democracy
1: Podcasts.
0: Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and he's got 22 top 40 hits, including Hurt So Good, that's why he's multi-talented. But his latest release is a book of his artwork. Yep, artwork. John Mellencamp, American Paintings and Assemblages is out this week. He spoke to the multi talented Anthony what? Mason about that. Good morning to you, uh, multi talented. Oh, good morning,
2: good morning, Gail. <laughs> John Mellencamp's been painting as long as he's been making music. In fact, before he broke through as a rock star, he was actually hoping to be an artist. John Mellencamp's latest show isn't in a theater. I like this. It's here at the New York Academy of Art. Is this is fucking knob. a of his paintings and artwork. Is this a collage?
3: No, it's is a
1: Is this a collage? A okay. Because how did you get this in
3: there? Ah, it's that's a fucking knob. Yeah. Look at this one over here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's a knob. The name of this is
0: This It's
2: on the John Mellencamp. It's Rosa Parks uh... in the corner. Yes, yeah. Mellencamp, mm-hmm. who grew up in Indiana, used to watch his mother
3: Hold paint. How did you get this in there? Ah, that's the trick. Yeah. Look at this one over here. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: This one over here is better. The name of this is
2: Avastate. It's Rosa Parks in the corner. Yes, yeah. yeah. Mellencamp, who grew up in Indiana, used to watch his mother paint.
3: And then uh, at some point, I started painting on her paintings, yeah. and she'd come out, she'd go, John, have you been painting on my paintings again? <laughs> no, it was Ted. <laughs> in
1: 1974,
2: he left Indiana for New York. And what were you thinking when you came to New York? I probably wasn't. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, I was born in a small town,
2: he was 23.
3: You Were you scared? Oh, yeah. I stayed on the Holiday in on 57. And I stayed in
0: my room for the- Oops. Oh, shit. Trista. rock and roll hall of fame, and he's got 22 top 40 hits, including Hurt So Good, that's why he's multi-talented, but his latest release is a book of his Uh artwork, yep, artwork. Legal AF, live right now, exclamation point. He spoke to the multi-talented Anthony Mason about that. Good morning to you, multi-talented
2: Anthony. Oh, good morning, good morning, Gail. (laughs) John Mellencamp has been painting as long as he's been making music, in fact. Before he broke Fucking through as idiot. a rock star, he was actually hoping This to is be about artist.
0: John Mellencamp, because he follows me on Instagram, and uh, he John likes...
2: Mellencamp's latest show isn't in a My theater. virgin of one it's of his here songs. here at the New York Academy of Art, he an houses. exhibition of his paintings and artwork. Is this a collage? No, it's a mirror. It's a mirror, okay. Because how did you get this in there? Ah, that's the trick. Yeah. Look at this one over here. Yeah. It's
0: magic.
2: This one over here is oh, oh, this oh, is it's
0: seen. magic.
2: It's Rosa Parks in the corner. Yes? Yeah.
1: You know.
0: And
2: Mellencamp, who grew up in Indiana, used to watch his mother paint. And then uh, at some point I started
3: painting on her paintings. Yeah. <laughs> and she'd come out, she'd go, god have you been painting on my <laughs>
1: paintings? <laughs> 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 oh, <it's Ed. laughs> <laughs>
2: In 1974, he left Indiana for New York, and what were you thinking when you came to New York? I wasn't. I probably wasn't.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was born in a small town.
2: He was 23. Were you scared? Oh, yeah. I I stayed on the holiday in 57, and I stayed in my room for the first two days. It was just down the street from the Art Students League, where he looked into taking classes The art student, they wanted money, but the record
3: companies wanted to give me money. You came to New York, actually, to be a painter? Either one. But the idea of coming to New York to be a songwriter never occurred to me. Because I was just a singer, you know, in a a cover band in Indiana. I was singing Sam and Dave and taking care
2: of
1: business. (laughs)
2: But Mellencamp quickly landed a record deal, and under the name Johnny Cougar... <laughs> Firestone yeah, he, he hated that Catholic Johnny Danny Cougar Ray.
0: shit. Firestone. Jeez. AMP Student Radio at the University of Marquette. and KPYT Pascal Yaki, Travel Radio. Travel Radio on the Reservoir Trista Show. Travel Radio. radio. <laughs> <laughs>
4: mm-hmm. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and
2: he's got
3: 22 top 40. Jesus yeah, what, yeah. look at this one over on here. Yeah. He looked stuff. into taking classes. The art student league wanted money. But the record companies wanted to give me money. You came to New York, actually, what were you doing to be a painter. Either one, but the idea records. of coming to New York to be a songwriter never occurred to me because I was just a singer, you know, in a, in a cover band. In Comments are turned
0: off. This is I was a John Mellencamp.
3: Taking care of business. That kind of stuff.
2: But Mellencamp quickly landed a record deal, and under the name Johnny Cougar had a couple of modest hits. His fifth album, finally, would be his breakthrough.
3: But I have to tell you, when I made American Fool, I was down in Miami, and the record company was really upset at the fact that I had spent. And they came down and they said, you spent half a million dollars and you've got three songs done. Let's hear these three songs. They hated
1: him,
3: <laughs> hated him, for the first time. <laughs> Heard so good, Jack and Diane, hand to hold on to, all top ten singles.
1: <laughs> Little tip <Jen, laughs> about Jack and Diane, two American kids growing up in the heartland.
3: And The good thing about that was they Jack never, ever
2: bothered me, me again. <laughs> Early on, why well, tried music? to control it, uh, his songs, but with
3: Pink Houses, I just wrote it the way it was. I never rewrote it. I never went back. I never looked at it. Free, yeah. Pink
1: Houses,
2: oh, you, you didn't second guess yourself? No, no. I was always. Shit, sure, I could
1: do myself. that
0: with so my
2: phone.
3: Let the painting go where it wants to go. True art is when the artist is surprised himself.
2: How often do you paint?
3: A lot. A lot. I have an art studio in Indiana and it's my favorite place in the world to be. Because quiet, it's just me. And there's oil paint and canvases and cigarettes and everything I love
2: right there, you know. <laughs> At the exhibition, he points That's out a favorite. a favorite. Yeah, I love that painting. Wow. Modeled on Grant Wood's American Gothic. That's called American Odd. You've characterized your painting sometimes as what is it? Grotesquely beautiful. The subjects are sometimes familiar. The Stardust sisters are Meg Ryan and Laura Dern. That's Meg too, right? Yeah. I went with her for ten
3: years, so I had a lot of opportunities to paint her. Yeah. You know? and this is my granddaughter.
2: Oh, that's great. <laughs> Dodo on the moon. Dodo on the moon? Mm-hmm. I like that title. And when you're painting portraits, what do you find the hardest part of it is? All of it. Oh, All that's of great. It's it. <laughs> <laughs> a great painter. The cover of Mellencamp's latest record, Strictly a One-Eyed Jack,
1: <laughs>
2: is a self-portrait. The album includes several duets with Bruce Springsteen. shit. Wasted
1: Wasted
2: Another of Mellencamp's portraits is called Pandemic, Bruce. Did he sit for that, or did you do that for a photo? <laughs> no, Bruce and I
3: did a huge painting together. He came to, he was at my house, and uh, he was pretty good, you know. And he was really, uh,
4: really enthusiastic.
3: He was really
2: enthusiastic, and he really tried hard. I was proud of him. I was really proud of him. So you didn't just have a musical collaboration; you had a painting collaboration.
3: Yeah. As a matter of fact, you know, if he came to my house again and be like, hey, Bruce, let's paint, he'd go, okay. You know. had a Awesome. What I'll paint with you. From the act of the painting. You, know, you walk up to the canvas and it's you. You know, you have a problem. See,
2: everything to me is a, is, is a problem. This is John Mellencamp's latest problem.
3: When did you start this? yesterday i don't even know where it's going i'll figure something out here but you like the opportunity yeah i'll solve this problem
0: (laughs) somehow Well, Anthony, is this painting ability well known?
2: I actually, kidding. I think I think it's people some people are that. aware of it. You know, he's been he doing it for could, a long time, yeah. and he's he's actually he didn't used to sell his paintings, but Bob Dylan said to him, you know, who also paints. He said, uh-huh. why, why don't you sell your paintings? He's like, well, I never thought of it. I usually just unfinished with them, and I put them in a corner. And then he started. And this show is up, by the way, till November fifteenth at the New York Academy of Art. John has a has a new album next year. It's twenty sixth, yeah. and it'll be on tour in February, starting in, in Indi- Indiana. But so, uh, if
0: you go to the National Academy of Art and you see the New York the show, Academy like, of Art, New York yeah. Academy, sorry, um, can you buy something there? I don't know the if York, those are for sale, but
2: it's a, sort of it's a kind of a career exhibition of, of, of his stuff.
0: Wouldn't you like to be in the room with him and Bruce Springsteen? I, I, mean, uh, I want to see
2: that painting. I, I would, I'd be very curious to see yeah. that. I was hoping you were going to show it. I know. I like, oh, we, we, we might get that painting, but... Reveal. Yeah. I like that he said uh, everything's a problem. Yeah, it's his it's approach.
0: It's. 254K subscribers, 165 videos. Official John Mellencamp YouTube channel subscribed. John Mellencamp heard so good 13 years ago.
1: It is thirty one so million views wow. you feel like you
0: need to talk to someone
4: about it. Wonder- and by that you turn I mean off comments though. Lately the transition from college into post grad.
0: I'll paint with you. I'll paint with you. Oh,
1: oh, oh.
0: with some strippers in his room. Oh, well, but uh, that's it. We just have a platonic relationship.
1: Paints.
0: Paints for Make music.
1: Make music.
0: like Mick Jagger
1: Come on baby bring it so Yeah, that's very
0: Mick Jagger
1: It's it's so good, it's so good.
0: try switching your
2: car insurance to progressive you could save hundreds that's a great idea TV dad listen to your TV dad
0: that was freaking great that was freaking great all strippers and stuff Pink houses, here we go. I've actually never seen this video.
1: In the state running through the front yard you know it goes, And there's a woman
0: in the kitchen cleaning up and feel love And he goes, hey,
1: darling I can remember when you could, so found Oh, but it died of that America, something to see, baby, ain't that America, almost free, yeah, it'll, it'll take care. care. E
0: from the past. Right, stinks for lots of cherry bomb.
1: That people And long people What do they
0: know Got a work Somehow rhymes
1: And forgets and do go
0: To a documentary about um you know, documentary that's, that was great, I'm subscribed. Okay, Don so Mellencamp on representing the everyman in his songs five months ago. On Don Mellencamp
5: show. knows us in ways few other
3: performers can match. Songs like Jack and Diane hit us in the sweet solar plexus
5: of pleasure. His craft also brings a spotlight to the everyman, a quality that makes his songs sound timeless. I felt like you
3: could have written it this year. But I remember making that record. I'm sure you know this. There are times in life where you go, I better pay attention to this because it's not going to happen again. It's not ever going to be this good again. For some reason, making that record is like that. His classic album, Scarecrow,
0: debuted
5: more than 30 years ago with three top 10 hits. A new deluxe edition drops next month. What
0: makes you think it's never going to be that good again?
5: You remember this? There is nothing more sad or glorious than generations changing hands. JCM,
3: 1985. I believe that, and I am surprised that that... I had any insight at all about life at that point. But so. well, think about this. So you wrote this as a young man. Yeah. You're not that young man anymore. I know, but it's still true. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, that, that kind of sums up the whole of Scarecrow, the album. During our conversation, Mellencamp
5: allowed that he was a considerable distance from the top of his high school graduating class. Well, (laughs)
3: here's the thing. It just shows you, you don't have to have much talent or much intellect to do what I do. (laughs) 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 You know what you gotta have? Please, you have to be tenacious.
5: Inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2008, Mellencamp was celebrated there recently with his own permanent exhibit. Did
3: you have a moment though when they told you they wanted to do that where you just said, I think That's you should dye his
0: hair, same color. You know, Harry, um, it
3: look good. my goal in life <sighs> is not to be happy or satisfied. My goal is not to be miserable. You know, when I was a kid, I was always mad about everything. Nothing met my expectations, You know, it was. and then I grew up. So I'm, I'm more grateful, <laughs> I'm more calm. That's what happens when you get to be old.
5: The now calm and grateful Mellencamp returned to his hometown in Indiana last month to play for the first time in almost 50 years. What was that like? It was
3: so easy, because I hadn't played there since 1976.
5: Raising money for a local art center he helped found.
3: I just talked. I was on stage for almost two hours, and I played six songs. So I just talked the whole time about growing up in Seymour and what it meant and uh, how small towns are disappearing. When you were a kid, did you know what you wanted to be? Yeah, I had three choices. A boxer,
1: mm-hmm.
3: a football player, or a singer. So I found out in a bunch of street fights that I couldn't beat nobody up, So I got my ass kicked a lot. (laughs) Football, I was a little too small. The shoulder pads were bigger than me. And so he left me one option. The Pandora's box (laughs) of rock and
5: roll, for which we and he are grateful.
3: Look, you're talking to the luckiest guy in the world, because let's face it Harry, I don't really try too hard but I give by Right. He seems so so reflective, there. Kinder, gentler John Mellencamp. Yeah, oh, right.
1: Happy or sad, just not miserable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
5: we had a nice chat, and the guy's crazy busy though. So he's got a big tour coming up next year. I turned on TCM last night to watch uh, a John Steinbeck, uh, East of Eden. Mm-hmm. He's on there talking to. He's like he's everywhere right wow. now. He's got a big art exhibit uh, downtown right now, and he's got a big uh, what do you call it? coffee table book oh, coming out wow. with all, all of his paintings oh, and all wow. of that. That's right?
1: Cool. There's Artists. pretty stuff on this re-release,
5: yeah. though. Uh-huh. He covers a James Brown song. Ooh. He covers... Yeah, oh, no kidding. There's all kinds of crazy, some yeah. great acoustic stuff, too. I like, oh,
1: just so just cool. a couple yeah.
5: of rock stars having yeah. a chat. Yeah. yeah, that's <laughs> it. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I might just light up yes, Exactly. I'm <laughs> <Bye-bye, Harry. laughs>
4: Hey, thanks for watching our YouTube channel. Find your favorite recipes, celebrity interviews, uplifting stories, shop our favorite deals, and so much.
0: That was pretty cool. That was today. YouTube channel. The Be With Our Remember special guest, June 13, 2022, five months ago. John Mellencamp
5: is here making his beat oh. debut. Uh, very excited to have you. As always, wish it was for a different reason, but appreciate your work. Thanks for being here. Uh, Thanks for having me. Uh, What do you think is important, sir, that has moved you to work on this issue? Uh, And some people out there do listen to you. What do you want to tell them about this issue?
4: Well, for one thing, you know, I don't know if you're old enough, but I remember when Vietnam first started. And it was a conversation on the news. But then when they started showing
0: that... Wait, hold on, there's Midas Touch. Indictments this month, 23 minutes ago. Indictments against Donald Trump are imminent and more. That was, I did see that. I did watch that.
4: Teenagers, people did something about it. And the country united. I think that we need to start showing the carnage of these kids who have died in vain. If we don't show it, then they're dying in vain because they're just gonna pass more bullshit walls like they're trying to get through now. Uh, show it, let the country see what a what a machine gun can do to a kid's head. Show it, it's your responsibility as, as a news network to show it, let's see it. Show the people what, it, what we're really talking about. Because just to go, oh, 13 kids killed. Most people just go, well, that happened again. Sorry that happened. And people can say, well, you're being insensitive, John. No, this is not the time to be insensitive. Murder is not the time to be sensitive, which is exactly, you know, what's, what's happening.
1: Great
0: point.
4: Make these kids heroes, the same way that we looked at heroes in Vietnam, the same way we looked at heroes of World War Two. These kids are dying because we don't have proper laws in place. I don't know, Ari. Uh, in australia oh, they had the oh, biggest God. mass murder ever and the, and the government came in and said all right that's it no more guns and everybody went that sounds reasonable and they gave up their guns and it's been like 15 years no more mass murders in australia hmm. Huh. coincidence or you know, know which is exactly you know what's what's happening make these kids heroes the same way that we looked at heroes in Vietnam, the same way we looked at heroes of World War II. These kids are dying because we don't have proper laws in place. I don't know, Ari, uh, in Australia, they had the biggest mass murder ever, and and the government came in and said, all right, that's it. No more guns. And everybody went, that sounds reasonable. And they gave up their guns. And it's been like 15 years. No more mass murders in Australia. Huh? Coincidence or, you know, so I know it's a big challenge and I am far to the left, you know, but we need, we need to, people need to turn in the guns. I understand people, you know, liking guns. I got two kids that like guns, but I have to tell you, when that, when the Second Amendment was written, they were talking about muskets. They were talking about muskets. Uh, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> No. Bing, 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 you know, uh, one shot. They had no idea that there would be guns that would go, bang, 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 shoot 100 rounds in a in a minute. They had no idea that would happen. So, and people go, well, you can't change, change. It's, just, it's the Second Amendment. It's an yeah, amendment. Yeah, but
0: you can have it's as many muskets changed. as you want. <laughs>
5: so, so you can't change the Second Amendment. You can change the Second Amendment. Change well, you could also, also argue, to your point, Justice Scalia change what was the understanding of the Second Amendment in the Heller decision because up until that Huh. So that moment, it had never been understood to, to identify an individual's right. Um, to your point, at a, sort of a jurisprudential level, I, I want to let you build more on the point you're making, which some in, in the journalistic community and some, frankly, in the victims' families' communities might disagree with you on. But again, we air things out here. Um, you're making a point, and you're, you're a storyteller. Uh, and the stories you've told through your art are the truth that connects with people. And you're saying, I, I really understand you think the way this is being covered to some degree uh, acts to, in your view, obscure some
1: of the truth of the real horror of this that people need to face? It absolutely does. You know, when the front-time got on the news and they started showing 18-year-old kids being slaughtered in Vietnam, there was an uprising. But just to
4: hear about it and to talk about it and to... You know, now is not the time to be sensitive. I mean, I, murder is not a sensitive topic. You know, if, you're, if, you're, if you've got your arm around your buddy, that's the time to be sensitive. But, you know, I'm sure that, that, that these people, these children are being slaughtered day after day after day after day, every weekend, that they would prefer their kids to be remembered as heroes you know, they died for a reason, they changed laws, they changed, because I I know what this new bill is, it's bullshit, it's just, you know, these people are, these people are connected to the gun lobby, you know, and the guy that you showed a picture of, that guy from Texas, you know, he's connected to the gun lobby, Mm -hmm. nobody wants to mess with the gun lobby, they all want to be elected, they don't give, they don't care about us, Sorry. they don't care about those kids, You know, now is not the time for our tears and prayers and good wishes. Now is the time for action. Show what a gun will do to a kid's head. Show the American (laughs) people what's really happening and what everybody's so afraid to see. The same way they were afraid to show what was really happening in Vietnam. Yeah, and let me ask you,
5: before I lose you, since you make the Vietnam analogy, analogy, that was also a time, Mm -hmm. uh, in full disclosure, since you said it. No, I I wasn't there, but I, I read. So, I've read about it, but I didn't live through it. But that was also a time when the culture, what was once called the counterculture, really stood up and united. And you had a lot of people across culture saying, This isn't about politics. This is, you put, there's other issues people debate, but this is a moral issue. Um, you know, it was, the, it was young people going out and campaigning that, that eventually got LBJ to not seek re election. It was unheard of when they started. And so, I'm curious, do you think that the, what we're seeing from people like yourself in arts, in, in sports, um, does that matter to potentially convert this issue to a national ethical issue?
4: No, I, I, yeah, I mean, you know, look, I'm sure there's people
5: sitting at home, go Camp, shut up
4: and sing. I mean, I'm sure that, that that's that's what some people are saying, but I don't care. You know, I, I have a right to speak my mind just like anybody else. What I'm saying is, is that show what really happened. Quit tippy-toeing around very, very, very sad and uh, situation for this country to be in because some senators and some congressmen want to stay involved with uh, you know we have a right to care getting a
0: million tax.
4: they get a if million or two from that
1: amendment says NRA. to protect
4: against the government
1: Shut no up. gun
4: that we can have is going to protect us against the nuclear weapon that the government
0: has and if they want to come out. Yeah, refer- it depends on, it's on their refers to a on
5: well-regulated there. militia. But then you have it's people saying, "Oh, they're it's gonna, they're going protect freedom," as you say writ large. I gotta hand it to Joy Reid. We are all views here, and John, I'm glad you came on the beat. Thank you.
4: Expedia Prices go up and down But if you pick a flight We'll track the price for you So you can decide when to book
5: Let's talk about this record What made you say I want to go back and find these songs This is four years ago one
3: place. It just huh. made sense to me That uh, over the this years This
0: is today Channel on YouTube John Mellencamp Talks top hits, music industry, and fiance Meg Ryan. I didn't know they were they were
3: engaged. There's, I've cut so many of these uh, great. Uh, so they're married, or American what? American That's four years and ago. <laughs> and they weren't uh, organized ah! in a fashion they were just ah! doing, like, one song oh. was here, one song was there. I said let's just take them all together mm-hmm. and put them out as a record. Right. And uh, we had to remix a few of them. But other than that, uh, it was fine. I didn't think it would be, but it turned out to be fine to, you know, to go through all that right. stuff and find it. Because there's a hundred more left. That was my thought, because you had there were, you had choices to make about what was going to be on. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Is there a criteria
5: for you? Or?
3: Well, uh, I have a whole other record of, uh, if I wanted to, of Soul Song. Yeah. You know, uh, I, you know, I've got uh, some James Brown stuff and some James and Bobby, F- James, uh, James and Bobby, F- purified songs. Yeah, got a lot of old stuff, you know, that, that we recorded uh, over the years. That uh, we just did for fun, I'm not in my own recording studio. So we have a lot of access to being able to just record whenever we want. Right. Yeah. So there's
5: As I was listening, I listened to every
3: cut music. You know, and well, I love the mobile blues, mm-hmm. and I love is there a Robert Johnson? Yeah, Stones in My Past, Stones in My Oh My God, just I had a little new song just thinking about it right now. Uh, I play that song a lot, and uh, it goes down well every night. and I know people don't know that song, <laughs> but uh, I enjoy playing it, and, and they, the audience seems to enjoy listening to it. Yeah. I was listening to all these cuts, and I'm thinking back lots of years now. there's such a specificity to your sound, right it's It's not excuse the expression, it's not jumped up. All right. There's a little accordion, might be a slide guitar, an acoustic guitar. This stuff is very, very straight ahead. Can you talk to me a little bit about what that is? what What's the organic part of that that is says well, this is what I sound like? Well, I've always been with me, you know uh, Following any kind of uh, Trend in music is generally a mistake. I think you know uh, If you listen to some of the greatest records ever made you, you really can't identify what year they were made or, you know, what was going on in the culture. Yeah, yeah. They were just really magic. Like if you listen to like a Rolling Stone by Bob Doan, it's just magic. You know, and uh, yeah, it definitely dates it. give me sheltered by the Rolling Stones just a magic song. And learning from those guys who are like 10, 15 years older than me, uh, don't hop on a bandwagon, you know. And, oh, this is popular right now, so I'm going to do it to try to stay current. Because it's a it's a fallacy ah. to think that you're going to be current, irrelevant. Trying to stay relevant is just uh-huh. you know not going to happen. Because uh, every generation, you know, has their own music and you know a 67 year old man is just not going to be part of what an 18 year old kid wants to listen to (laughs) some 18 year old kids maybe some yeah you know but uh you know like my i've got a couple young sons in their 20s and they have a very big uh base of uh what they listen to but basically you know they're they're listening to what's popular now yeah when you say those things that you just said i think about when you're coming up and a manager says we need to t- change your last name they did that to a lot of people <laughs> and a lot of people actually volunteer to change your name there's a very popular girl right now um, I'll mention her name, but uh, she's very talented, but she's got a crazy name and dressed real crazy to get attention now she, Everybody sees her for her talent, and I think that uh, Record companies back then, you know um, I never really understood uh, First of all, I never got along with I Never got along with it. most record company people because I always thought you know, if you know what I need to do so much, why don't you just do it? And leave me out of it. <laughs> why don't you just quit and make the record? If you know what I need to do, but, and if you don't, then why don't you just shut up? <laughs> and you, know, you know, I need to shut up. Rang loud and clear, and <laughs> gave me a certain reputation in <laughs> the music business. But in the end of the day, if if you're really an artist, right, you have gotta you got to do what you want to do well uh, art is a uh very uh, uh magical thing that when it happens you know just because you write some songs and have some songs on the radio doesn't make you an artist i live an artist's life every day i have to make something i either paint i either write i'm either rehearsing you know when i'm on tour Every performance, even though it's the same songs, is a a new experience. I can see, try to learn from the audience. That's what art is. Art's not being on the radio. That's the lowest common denominator. If you look at my songs that were hits, and I had a lot of them, they really weren't that good as far as uh, songs go. Mm. But they, they hit the general public. And so when you're hitting the general public, you're hitting the lowest common denominator. And then, of course, they turned the music business into a business. In 1988, I saw that and I just, I quit. You know, it's like, this is, you know, I wrote a song called Pop Singers. Never wanted to be no pop singer, never wanted to write no pop song. And a lot of people were angry about that song Wow, now Camp's came the hand that feeds him just as a member of the general <laughs> public, i need to stand up for
0: jackson
3: well i have to tell you uh that song <laughs> surprises me i can sing that song anywhere in the world and don't have to say a word uh, i don't and the most the funniest thing happened the other night i was watching that tyson Fury fight And after he won the fight, he started his press conference by singing that song. So the first thing that came to my mind is, is like, wow, that's pretty cool. A bunch of gypsies are sitting around in Birmingham, England, singing Jack and Diane, (laughs) which I kind of (laughs) liked. Because if he knows it, they know. (laughs) Did those hit songs give you license? Oh, I had to have those hit songs because I was notoriously hated by all critics uh, Because of the Johnny Cougar thing And, you know, uh, uh, a lot of the critics back then uh, And probably today are were very self-righteous and put a lot more importance into themselves than maybe. There were a lot of magazines, you know, like Rolling Stone We thought that they had some kind of license to uh, be judge and jury, you know, and, you know, and I look back on an idol This is just silliness, you know, just, what, do, what do I care what a 23 year old kid thinks what I do? It has a lot of influence, so, Like in the space. It used to, yeah, it, it, it used to uh, uh, cover a lot of stuff, but, you know, as time went on and it became about, you know, you know, the whole music business changed here when, when they went to SoundScan. Uh, SoundScan is a, uh, a computerized way of counting records. Because it used to be that records came in of a, like, you know, you put an album out, and, bit, and they counted records by uh, combining all your record sales. Yeah. So you worked your way up the charts. Yeah. But SoundScan came in and it was a weekly sales. It became like, where did you sell that week? So you could come in at like, you know, one, and then next week it'd be 27. Mm. So you came in high and went down the charts, which gave no incentive for a record company to, to work for anything except for the first week. Mm. And it changed everything, and that's when rock lost its uh, ability uh, to be uh, relevant. Right. I hear exactly what you're saying. I was a music director at a radio station. 40-something years ago and we have a thing called radio and records mm-hmm. and it wasn't just about sales it was well what are stations like you? E? they said they, they're listening to this that sounds pretty good it's working for them Watched it to go through rotations and stuff and songs literally climb <laughs> yeah and that's why, and that's where it should be i mean you know uh, that's why you know uh, when SoundScan. uh my best friend, Tim White, who was the editor of Billboard magazine, and he really toiled over the fact that i 'm going to have to buy this sound scan service because if i don 't mm-hmm. uh, somebody else will, and this will be and i don 't want billboard not to be the premier, so he bought that service he knew that it was going to make urban music more popular, uh, which he uh, you know because it was all it was all dying out at the time. But as soon as that happened, then he knew that, and the record companies figured out really quickly that, hey, we only need to deal with about 12 markets,
1: Mm.
3: whereas when you were a program director, you know, St. Louis mattered, or... You know, Indianapolis, Indiana, matter. well, they, they quit mattering because if you had, you know, this station in New York City, this station in San Francisco, this station in Los Angeles, this, you know, and you just had those, so everything became very concentrated on those 12 stations and they were what? Right. Urban stations. Yeah. Because well, right. the whole thing now, which we have so many other things to talk about, but that whole thing now is how does, it, how does the record drop? It's it, success is determined the first day. Yeah, this that's it. That's it. And and, 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 and you know, there was a time, and you can probably remember, it's like, everybody knew, let's say, you know, uh, that you mentioned it, Jack and Diane. Everybody knew that song. But then all of a sudden, in like the mid-90s, it was like, that's the, I don't know that song. Mm. That's the number one song in the country, and well, why don't I know that song? And the reason was is because you didn't have time to know. <laughs> You know, it didn't. It, it wasn't going to get any space. in the radio. It, Well, it didn't build. Yeah. It, di- it, it didn't work its way up the charts, and that really screwed up uh, uh, the whole music business. And and then, you know, a lot of other things were involved. But that that was the beginning of the end. And now, you know, I kind of feel like uh, I'm. I'm glad to have been part of this business. But now, I just feel hate it. like. Uh, we're just dragging around the dead carcass of uh, of rock and roll. <laughs> that's older guys, and uh, and you know we'll be like big bands, Lovely. you know, in a few years. Tommy Dorsey that's and Glenn Miller. That's right. right. Well, okay, you can name those guys, but you know there were hundreds of those bands. Right? and but you can only name the big ones, you know. And, uh, that same thing will happen to rock. Can I just say, as a person out there who is looking? dragging it around. <laughs> dragging around the dead carcass of what was an entire generation's lifestyle. Yeah. And I, yeah. Among the songs on the, on the new album is Eye on the prize mm-hmm. Why that one? I sang that song at the White House. And uh, it was, uh, me and Dylan and Joan Baez. And, Obama had some sort of thing and whoever uh, were over performing that time, yeah. And we all had to sing old folk songs. And that's the song that I sang. I had to learn the song. So uh, that's me learning the song, you know, before I played it. Because it was very bare bones. It's just one guitar me in the voice and that was it. I saw. Oh you did? Yeah. There's a video of it. Oh there is? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I've never seen. Oh yeah, yeah, sounds good. I thought it probably sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Are you that guy? Are you that guy? Are you do you appreciate what you do? Or is there a part of you that is could have could have done that better or geez, we didn't really knock it out tonight or I didn't live up to my own standards. Well, uh, here's the way. I've always looked at things like, I want to be the best in the world, but I don't want anybody to know it. I just want to know it. I want to be the best that I can possibly be and better, but I don't need to broadcast it. I don't need anybody to say, "Hey, Mel Camp sold this many tickets." So that's why, at the height of my career, like in 1990, I just quit and immediately went from playing, you know, double nights, triple nights in arenas to playing in theaters. And of course, you know, the the uh, smug rock press goes, "Well, no, Camp, can sell sell tickets." It was like, you no. Know, I just don't want to play in front of a big, a whole bunch of drunk people. I happen to play all my hit records. Mm. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Uh, Pete Seeger told me something, uh, uh, and he, I took it to heart. Pete goes, John, keep it small, they keep it going. If you want to have longevity, keep it small and keep it going. Because if you're one of these guys that need to be the biggest band in the world, you're not going to be for very long. So keep it small, get in your head, keep it going. I'm sorry, I'm having a moment. Um, what do you mean you're having a moment? Just uh-huh. Because, listen, I've been on Pete Seeger's uh, clean water boat. I know who Pete Seeger is. Right. I know what Pete Seeger stood for all those years. Right. You're sharing this conversation that you had with him,
1: with me. Uh, it, a big
3: deal. Oh, good. So that kind of a big deal, and I took his advice. <laughs> That's how big deal it is. All right, we're back at it. Yes, sir. Uh, old people. <laughs> <laughs> we're the same age. No, I'm older than you. Yeah. 67. I'm 67. 67. Yeah. I may not look it, but I feel it. I feel it sometimes. Yeah. Uh, some, some days I do, some days I don't, retirement is an Indian word for slow death, That's what I thought, that's, what they did. that's where that word came from, and it's an Indian word for slow death, but, uh, there's no retiring with me, no. no, they'll have to drag me off stage, as long as people show up to see me on planet, how's your love life? I'm engaged to a, uh, at 67 to a very funny, uh, woman. Funniest woman I ever met. She, I laugh at her, and she says the funniest stuff, has the best sense of humor of any woman I've ever met. she take a joke and give a joke, and, uh, sweet as she could be. Uh, listen it's well publicized and not necessarily magazines i read with any frequency but your uh, relationship has been so sort of like important because some days it's way out there like this and some days it's in like that how do you figure out in 67 now let's let's read this thing for real i don't know what you mean <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I really don't know what you're talking about here. <laughs> well, you know, um, one could well imagine I'm probably not the easiest guy to get along with. Mm. So, let's leave it at that. There you go, there you go. Talk to me about this tour coming up. We're playing a bunch of, uh, uh I think it's 36 shows and it's, uh, You know, places that I haven't played for a long time. uh, I got some other good advice from another guy, and he looked at me and he said, John, go where they're not. Where everybody else is lining up to play, don't play them. Go play somewhere. So I I started doing that 20 years ago. I don't play sheds. You know, I don't play arenas. You know, like in Canada, I played. Some, I just played in arena too, but Canada, and I didn't. I didn't really, I mean, I enjoyed the people, but you know, it's just not fun to play in front of drunk people. It's just not. You know, I know it's fun for them,
1: <laughs>
3: but for a not, you know, for a guy getting up there trying to, you know, to sing a song, it's like, Matter of fact, I even say at the beginning of the show, I after about four songs, I here, say, look, here's what's going to happen. I'm going some songs you know, some songs you don't know, some songs you can sing along with, and some songs you can dance with. But I'm also going to do some quiet songs. And if you want people to feel like you got to yell on the screen, bring the quiet section, would you go out in the hallway and do it? Because it's not appreciated in here. Uh-huh. And I, I say that every night. <laughs> <laughs> I admonish them before damage. And guess what? It works. Not bad. Yeah, they don't you know. <laughs> and nobody screams or yells. But you know, you go into an arena of like ten thousand people and there's gonna be drunk people in there. Uh, <laughs> you know. And uh, it's so Yeah, yeah. You know, stupid stuff and you know, just just screaming. Yeah. I and mean, people get drunk and they start screaming. I don't get it. I don't drink, so I, I don't I don't I don't That's know good. what that what so that is. Yeah, think. I don't I drank when I was a kid and I guess I did some screaming, but at a certain age it's kinda like okay. Is touring hmm. something you look forward to or just what Cause it's, it's a road. It's a place. It's a setup. It's a go to the next one. It's a go to the next one. Well, it tradition, it's traditionally what musicians do. And uh, I gotta hold my end of the deal up and uh, keep these songs alive. Like I said, as long as people are willing to come and see me play, I'm gonna be playing. How long have you been playing? I started painting, I've been painting my whole life, but uh, I started painting seriously during that same time period uh, when uh, uh, when I kind of just dropped out of the music business for about three or four years. Because what happened was I dropped out in 88 for about three years. Then I came back for about a year and I had a heart attack. Then I dropped out two more years. So I guess it was like five lost years in that. It was hard to after that heart attack it was hard for me to because like, oh, sure. I was just a kid, you know, I was like forty one. I think when I had it. Funny to say forty one's a kid, but I didn't know what that meant, you know. Heart attack. Heart attack. So anyway, I had to like get into and I have suffered from my, Anxiety disorder and uh, anxiety my a lot since I was nineteen. Yeah. yeah.